Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And of course, Rick Swan is also with us. He is our uh, football extraordinaire and our host to be named later, but he is here as are the rest of us. Good afternoon. It is, it is August 23rd, <laughs> uh, first week of school here in the great state of Iowa. Uh, this is show number 208, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so we are ready to go. We do have a busy show. It sounds like somebody's got the traffic behind them. So, Chris, I got traffic. How about this fast agenda. <laughs> I got traffic we haven't even used yet. Okay. And it's, you know, at least again, we're far enough away from that closure of the orange line that I was talking about yesterday that, you know, messes up the north, uh, you know, the city itself and the northern uh, parts, uh, you know, more than us. But everything trickles down. I'm sure when, when everybody gets back for Labor Day, there'll be some good gridlock to talk about. Anyway, so uh, for the agenda today, we have the panel, of course. We, and uh, during the panel, uh, Sean is going to do double duty. He's going to talk about NASCAR and he's going to talk about uh, the current golf. During my panel, I'm going to talk about Tom, Tom Weisskopf, who we lost, uh, and one of the top golfers of the 60s and 70s. And then Robert, during the panel, is going to be talking about boxing. We had the big heavyweight championship fight. And then we will go through our normal routine after we get through the panel with baseball, NFL, college. College football is about to kick in a little bit this weekend. Um, and we've got uh, some uh, college uh, media news and so forth. Uh, then we got the NBA and the NHL. So let me do Tom Weisskopf quickly, and then we'll talk about uh, my panel as far as uh, the, the beloved Red Sox. So uh, we've got Tom, we- Tom Weisskopf, died at 79 years old. He was uh, from Ohio State. So a couple years basically behind Jack Nicholas, you know, and that was always his white whale chase down Jack Nicholas to be as good. And people thought he maybe had the potential, but he never quite did it. He turned pro in 1964. He had 28 tournament wins, 16 on the PGA. He won the, his one major was the 73 British Open. He won the 95 U.S. Senior Open. He was uh, his. Uh, he finished second at the Masters four times uh, in '69, '72, '74, and '75. Three uh, in, in '70. Uh, in, in the PGA, he finished uh, third in 1979 and two in '76 at the U.S. Open. He was he died of pancreatic cancer. Uh, we heard a little uh, interview with him on the on the system and, and stuff that the Golf Channel did. And uh, you know he had kind of a you know his father wasn't the most warm and fuzzy kind of guy, but, uh, you know, I think he, he beat himself up pretty hard, but 
he also had a bit of a drinking problem. And once he quit drink, drinking, I think it settled him a lot. But that was kind of after his peak in golf. And he designed over how many golf courses did you say it was, Sean? 80 golf courses. 80 golf 80. courses. You know, Nicholas has been into that, too. I know. He's done a lot yeah. of them. And, you know, a lot of the big golfers have. But uh, 80 golf courses. So he certainly made his money. And, uh, you know, but uh, he was a guy. You know, if you're going to have these tournaments and, you know, people, uh, who, who are the people? That, like, it was interesting. We had a little replay of that uh, U.S. Uh, the uh, British Open in 73. And uh, the big rookie they were talking about who was doing really well in that tournament was Johnny Miller. You know, to going back, the in, in, uh, NBC analyst, you know, that everybody really likes. So you've got to have other people. You know, you think of your Tigers and your Jack Nicholas and Arnie and, you know, so forth and so on. But you got to have your, your guys that give them, give them a fight. And Tom Weisskopf was one of those. As far as the Red Sox, I guess I've kind of stuck a fork in them. Um, yeah, I said they really needed to win like four out of these six games. And, uh, you know, they, they beat the Pirates two out of three. And then they lost to the Orioles two out of three. And this, see, these are the four-point four games, as we call them in hockey. You know, if they would have beaten the Orioles, they would have been within a game and a half of the Orioles, would have been five games of the wild card, and definitely, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, they've, they've got games against, they've still got opportunity, actually. I mean, you know, it's not so, you know, if they went seven and two or something in these next nine, they're playing teams, all these teams are ahead of them, three against Toronto, three against Tampa Bay, three against Minnesota before the end of the month. So if they really kick butt, they can do something. But I don't expect it. You have Evaldi missing a start. They're being pushed back over and over again. Uh, Devers is injured. He's not running well. Uh, you know, you just the whole thing is the vibe is not good. So, and I think what will happen is if we get to, I think, September 1st, of course, it's not the old expansion of the roster kind of thing that you used to see. But I think you're going to see three or four guys get shut down on, around September 1st. You'll, you'll, you know, the Red Sox, it, it, you know, you don't exactly tank in baseball. But if they're not going to make it and they would win 76 games instead of 82 games, it might do them, do them better. And, you know, you, I think you might see people shut down and also get more of the guys up that way. You know, you, you used to be you could bring up a bunch of guys. Uh, but if people now are on you can the only IL, bring up, then you now can, you can bring up three. Yeah, but if you put people on the IL, then you bring up six or seven that's and get a look correct. at them. So, you know, that that may happen. So anyway, on to our host that has already been named, so we can't call him the host to be named later. The host you have to listen for, that would be Rick Swan. Yeah. Hello. Um, just a little mention of you were talking about Chris about the, the subway closing here. It cracked me up last week. That I, if you listen to our news last week, it was cra- it was like when a big winter storm was coming. Mm-hmm. There's six days to the closing, five days to the closing, <laughs> four days. To the- That's all the news was about. And then yesterday we got the first weekday that it actually happened, and there really wasn't many problems. And the reporters are running around, and looked like they were trying to find one. And I saw oh, yeah. one guy interviewed. He says, "Well, I had about a ten minute delay." But then the reporter comes on afterwards. But we talked to other people who said they had an hour delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're disappointed. Um, the Red Sox, yeah, I'm ready to stick a fork in them. I, I, there's just something wrong there. The, you know, we've talked before about Cora and Blooms. You know, the, there's there's a disconnect there. And now they just, I just heard just before we come on the air that Nick Evaldi is going on the 10 day injured list. There you go. And Eric Hosmer uh, be, is going be, on the be 15, be 15, right? Because he's a pitcher. Oh, maybe it's the other way around. I know Hosmer and and Valdi. One just went on the ten day list. One just went on the fifteen day list. Yeah, right. Hosmer would be not, the, not Hosmer would be ten because he's a position player. But if it's a okay. pitcher, and that's of course remember because of the Dodgers abusing the ten day. Oh yeah. List. Yeah. Well, the oh. other, the, but about half of it, it. Not that he's necessarily even going to pitch the rest of the year, but about half of it's been used up because he's already been out for about. Eight yeah, days. they were both. One was retroactive to the nineteenth, and the other to the twenty first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean that. Uh, the best baseball I've seen in the last week was some of the Little League Hawaiian team. Boy, that that is a job. Oh, run. man. <laughs> um, yeah. And 
Uh, oh, I almost forgot. 16 days till football. That's right. And um, oh. watching a lot you're, of you're, you count down to they count down the orange line closer. You count down to football. That's yeah, better. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, been watching a lot of preseason football, but it's been pretty bad. Um, yeah. The, uh, even the like, I mean, the Jets. Zach Wilson is out, so now even even um, Flacco's not playing. They just don't, nobody's playing. You know, twos and threes aren't playing. But I sit there and watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help figuring out what's going on with the fantasy football league, does it? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so on to you, Barry. Well, it's uh, very nice weather here. Our state fair wrapped up on Sunday. A record attendance again. Um, they got a little bit of a surprise last Friday, though. We uh, right around two thirty p.m. They um, we knew there was a small chance of of rain and. Uh, my wife had gone to the grocery store and she comes in in the door, closes the door and then all of a sudden I hear this big clap of thunder and then they issue a severe thunderstorm warning and they got uh, about three inches of rain at the fair. So those who were at the fair last Friday, uh, they got uh, quite a treat. They got soaked, but um, nonetheless, everybody had fun. Of course, all the food on the stick at the fair that they have out there and uh, People seem to enjoy it, so uh, the butter cow and, you know, all that stuff. So it is one of the major What do you do events. with a dead butter cow, like when the fair's over? Like, what happens then? <laughs> you know what they do? They donate the butter to, like, the food banks and all. So oh, good. The butter, the right. butter gets yeah. used, and then, of course, they'll, they'll make another butter cow next year. So, all right. But That's you would, real you would be surprised. That's great. Yeah, you'd be surprised, though, at all the people who stand in line just to see that butter cow. You know, because it's it's, cool. it's a it's a fixture, and of course the agriculture and all that stuff and all that. But um, the state fair is done. School starts this week. This is uh, week one of high school football around here. And uh, for those who are listening to the Cubs, they are winning two nothing at, at the top of the fifth. And uh, tonight, Pat Foley, the former uh, Blackhawks announcer, is going to do six innings on radio and three innings on TV for a Cubs game. So Pat Foley gets to do a Cubs game tonight. So hopefully the Cubs can sweep the doubleheader, but I think I would take even one win, you know, as good as the Cardinals are right now. And, whoa, that's painful to say. (laughs) But uh, bearing that in mind, let's go on over to Bill. Thank you very much, Perry. Weather's been great here. The Cardinals have risen Albert Pujol with all those home runs and what, is, what can you say? He um, had another one last night, and I guess that pitch that he hit last night was up around his shoulders and off the outside of the plate. Yeah, and they don't uh, they don't know how he reached it, but I watched the replay because they showed it on Mark on the MLB Network this morning because I'm watching the Cubs and Cardinals game, and I, I don't know how he reached it. I I really don't. But not only did he reach it, but he put it way out of the ballpark. He sure so. did. Well, I'm glad to see him make that assault, and maybe we'll get to number 700 before he retires. And he could be like Tom Brady or anybody else or the guy from the New Jersey Nets change his mind. No, and Albert has I don't said, think he will. Albert yeah. has said all year that this is going to be his it. Last and I think he'd like to go out with Yachty and, and, and the, you know, uh, what's Wayne the name of the pitcher? Uh, Wainwright. But, you know, they've, they've been teammates now, Wayne, a long now, time. Now, Wainwright, though, Wainwright, though Wainwright. you guys, let's, let's be clear. Wainwright has not said he's going out. Okay. Okay. No. So he might continue. 
But when we're watching the Colts, it's hard to watch these games when they're second, third stringers or players. I wonder even why they do these exhibition games. It used There's to be they'd play one it's game. A fi- it's a five-letter M word, Bill. Yep. 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 I guess if they can get the money, if they play the 15th stringer players, you know even yep. I'm going to make your team or whatever the case. But I will say the quarterback from Texas is looking pretty good for the Colts. So, But they say yep. not to get excited about preseason games. Because no. they do no, no. I mean, he'll be he'll be a good. I mean, I see him as a strong backup in the league, and I mean, he's a good guy to come in and get you some wins. That's what I've always said about him, Ellinger. You know, good kid. Uh, you know, lost his father right before high school. Lost his brother, who you know died right right at right draft weekend. So yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Other than that, we're working. We're transitioning over to a new server as we talk right now so there's no interruption in your service but let it be known we are going to a new server to host our various the websites and the projects we do and we're working on 2.0 of the new radio website so in order to accomplish that we needed a a little bit bigger website to a little faster and more room to be able to accommodate the things, the changes that we're, we're making. But other than that, we're keeping kind of busy here just a little bit. And so I'll turn it over to you, did you get your compu- Bill, did you get your computer fixed yesterday? No, the computer is not <laughs> fixed yet, but it's a part of this this new web project because once that's fixed, then I won't have to tear the computer apart. So different things will work that are not working now, so that'll help out. You don't like to do that unless you just have to. I'm not saying we won't, but we're we're trying to put it off, but I found a new way to use the iPhone to solve the same problem. So I think we're going to be okay. And we'll go ahead and take it away, Robert. Okay, well, uh, it's very hot here. It's going to be 104 today. It's currently in the 90s. But uh, you want to talk about places hot, let's go to the Middle East. Go to Saudi Arabia. This Saturday, or last Saturday, they had the uh, heavyweight championship fight over there between... Uh, the defending champion Alexander Usyk of Ukraine, who had three of the four heavyweight championship belts, and he had his rematch with AJ, as they call him, Anthony Joshua, and uh, it was a decent fight. I wouldn't put it up there amongst the greatest heavyweight fights of all time, but Joshua made did make improvements. He fought a lot better, but Al- Alexander Usyk is just one of those kind of fighters that. You can watch him on TV, or you can sit outside the ring. And you, if you're if you're another fighter, especially in his weight class, you say to yourself, "Oh, he looks easy to beat. I I could do that." But then when you step in the ring with him, you realize, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe I can't do that." You know, and uh, that that's the problem that Joshua experiences because he because uh, he talked before the fight. Well, I watched our fight back on film, and uh, I I seen what I could do to, to possibly beat him, and uh, you know, I worked on all kinds of changes during camp, and and uh, uh, and 
what he said, whatever I tried, it didn't work. He's just better than I thought he was. And so he ended up winning a split decision. I don't know what the one judge was looking at. They had one judge from America, one judge from Ukraine, and one judge from England. And you'll find this interesting. The American judge scored it for Joshua, who's from Britain. Uh, the Ukrainian and uh, the British judge scored it for uh, Uzek. So, <laughs> yeah, rather interesting. <laughs> and now uh, there is a possibility, and it's all up to Tyson Fury, that we'll have an undisputed heavyweight championship fight either later on this year or early next year. So um, it's in Tyson Fury corner. He's got to tell the WBC by Friday whether he's officially retired or not. And as long as he pulls back on that statement, he'll be allowed to keep his title and and, uh, and be involved in this fight. Otherwise, the heavyweight division could become a mess because Usyk has gone back to his military service. He's already he started that yesterday. He went back into fighting the war, and he said, "My management people will let me know if I have another fight. If not, and if Fury retires, I will give up all the belts and just concentrate on the war." So that's where we stand in boxing, Sean. You've got a lot to say, so I'll turn it over to you. All right, well, and, you know, if you want to hear more great analysis on the fight, go to Robert and his crew on the Ringside Reporter podcast at ringsidereporter.com. And if you want to call in or if you want to talk to us at any time throughout the week, leave us a message, 800-693-0595, option number two, or Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net. Also, uh, you know, I think that, well, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to the news first, but uh, in NASCAR, Kyle Larson, he won uh, at Watkins Glen, holding off teammate Chase Elliott. I guess there was a rain delay. And in the BMW Championship, the second tournament in the the FedEx Cup, Patrick Cantlay, he won it, won the back-to-back BMW Championship. So he is now in, by winning this, it moves him up to second place for the B, the FedEx Cup, which will be handed out this week in Atlanta. Oh. Uh, yeah, and so that means Scotty Scheffler, he finished 11th, so that put him back up in first for this. And, you know, this is only the top 30 golfers in this. And also the PGA is talking about having two tournaments a month, having 18 tournaments that are going to be uh, in the future. There'll be no cut, and they'll have the top 60 golfers to kind of counteract the whole thing with live golf. And also one more thing, if you're interested in a football contest, 16 days till football, but we'll let you go till the uh, right before the start of the games on week three, go over to 712-432-3642. Go to board number nine, all the details on the football contest. Let me know if you're interested. We want to get some folks in there. We want to have a good, contest uh you know it's it's free it's just for fun this year but you have a chance to pick your super bowl winners to get points at the end of the year and all kinds of other stuff check that out but we're still in the midst of baseball so let's get on to okay by the the way it is uh two nothing cubs still in the bottom of the fifth okay so in the american league east we have the yankees 75 and 48, and uh, as much as they, oh boy, I was listening to FAN on Sunday morning, and they were all about to jump off bridges. 
but they have actually, they are not going to lose this series. They had lost six series in a row and they have already beaten the Mets uh, yesterday, last evening. And so they cannot lose this series. So no world series winner had ever lost six uh, series in a row during, during a season. So um, anyway, so Yankees are 75 and 48 Tampa Bay right now at 66 and 55. So they're like, uh, what, eight games out, I think. And Toronto 65 and 55. And then we've got Baltimore at 63, 58. And the, uh, we'll talk about the wild card again, uh, but the Red Sox, uh, they're treading water at 60 and 62 here. In the central, we got Cleveland at 64 and 56. Minnesota, 62 and 58, two games out. The White Sox are 62 and 63 games out. Then we get to Kansas City, of course, at 50 and 74, and Detroit at 47 and 76. In the West, Houston is 78 and 45. Let me look at the Yankees. What are they? 75 and 48. So Houston's got a three-game lead on them now for the best record in the league. Uh, Seattle, 66 and 56. Uh, so there are good uh, ways out there. Uh, 33 and 10, 11 and a half. Um, Texas, 56 and 66. The Angels are 52 and 70, and Oakland is 45 and 78. In the National League East, we have the Mets at 79 and 45, and actually uh, uh, the Mets have a better record than the Yankees. I'm sure they're happy about that. Atlanta at uh, 76 and 48, uh, and that would be uh, three games. Uh, three games out, I think. Three games. No. Yeah. Yep. yeah, three games. The Braves are still in it for the division. <clears throat> Philadelphia, 67 and 55. Miami 53 and 69, Washington 41 and 82. In the Central, we have the Cubs. I mean the Cubs, the Cardinals at 70. Boy, do I and, wish. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cardinals 70 and 51, Milwaukee uh, 65 and 56. So a five-game lead for the for the Cardinals. They're in pretty good shape there. Uh, the Cubs are bad, winning that third-place battle now at 52 and 69. Cincinnati 48 and 72. So the Cubs. Have have a little cushion there and Pittsburgh at 47 and 75 and in the West and at, we one, have the time, and at one time Chris uh, Pittsburgh remember had a little cushion there they did yeah and uh, that's what makes this uh, so intriguing and it's captivating all every all the baseball fans of America and the uh, West we have the, and the Dodgers are uh, you know have are going to have uh, if they go through the postseason they will have home field they're 84 and 37 San Diego 68 and 56 San Francisco 60 and 61. We have Arizona 55 and 66 and Colorado 53 and 70. So in the wild card in the American League, basically, I, just one way or the other, you'd kind of be surprised that these three teams, the top three in the American League, don't make it in some way because it's just been so stable. It's just not, nobody's really uh, moving up from the second part of that race to, to really challenge them. So you've got uh, Tampa Bay leading it right now at 66 and 55. The uh, Toronto is 65 and 55, so that would mean that right now Toronto would go to Tampa Bay for a series, a three-game series, and Seattle is 66 and uh, 66 and 56. So there you go. So that I mean that's percentages, but right now that would mean they'd go to Cleveland. So you know I mean those three have been really you know separated because you've got Baltimore now. They were right up actually for one day a couple days ago, uh, middle of last week they snuck into that third wild card spot. 
but now Baltimore is two and a half out at uh, 63 and 58. Minnesota 62 and 58 is three out. The White Sox are 62 and 60 at four out, and the Red Sox 60 and 62 at six out. And you know, there's a lot of teams in front of them, but they're playing a lot of them. If they could, if they really got hot, they could still do it. But I'm thinking just the way things are going with you know the injuries. When Evaldi came back, he wasn't even himself. He was throwing slowly and he was pitching. He was really uh, gutting it out. He did a had had a, had a couple of good games, but uh, it's too uh, crazy. I I think it's getting to the point where you almost would like to see some of the younger guys. We keep hearing about this Marcelo Meyer. I don't know if we'd see him. Brian Bayo to come back. People like that. You know, see what see what we got, and uh, and maybe it might may be the kind of thing where John Henry might say, "Yeah, Heim, let's see these guys. Let's see what we think going into next year." Because I'm thinking about you. We don't know about you right now. Because uh, you know, anyway, who's to say? In the National League, we have Atlanta on the top of the wild card, 76 and 48. Philadelphia, uh, and they're they're in good shape for that top wild card spot, even if they can't win the division. Philadelphia is second at 67 and 55. San Diego is 68 and 56. And then the Brewers are 65 and 56. So they're only a game and a half, uh, with a game and a half out of that uh, last wild card. But then it drops down to the Giants at 60 and 61. And Robert was talking about their injuries and so forth and uh, their their age. They're they're pretty much like the Red Sox treading water. Uh, you know, they needed to to really have a good uh, run here against Colorado and Arizona, and they pretty much split those games, I think. I didn't really keep track of it, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't do what yeah, they needed right, to do. Yeah, you're right, Chris. You're right. Yeah, so basically I think that uh, it's just not the Giants here. And uh, so anyway, uh, so we were talking about it, and I, I threw in a couple that just happened. I always do that at the end of the standings because it's easier to do it right there. And Albert Pujols hits 693, as Bill was talking about. He's three behind A-Rod. We want him to pass a rod if nothing yep. else i'd like him to get 700 he's a good you know been a good player good for the game and uh one of the few contracts that was a long signing and really pretty much paid off i mean he did obviously diminish but you know for that long number of years so much better than uh, some of these people i mean detroit is uh, celebrating miguel cabrera but it doesn't mean miguel cabrera is anything like miguel cabrera anymore so that's so the way it works is right now Barry Bonds is a 762, uh, Hank Aaron 755, Babes uh, 714, and then um, uh, A Rod is at 696 and Pujol 693. Now the thing that's interesting about this that we found out last night, he hit his, his 693rd off the 449th different pitcher that he has faced to hit home runs, and he's tied Barry Bonds. Uh, with that number, so the next, if he can hit it, hit it off a different pitcher, he will uh, pass Barry Bonds for that uh, record in, in baseball. The other thing that happened last night, Max Scherzer passed Pedro uh, for 13th on the strikeout list, and uh, Verlander is getting close to Pedro too, I guess. So uh, he he may be passing him fairly soon. But uh, you know that's. Uh, that's what's going on with those things. And, you know, the, uh, my, the classy thing, yeah. Chris, and I mean the Cubs and the Cardinals, it, it's a rivalry, kind of like, you know, Cubs, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers. The fans are, are being classy this series. They're, you know, they today when Pujols came up for the first time, they gave him, a, you know, a hand and, and you know, stuff. Yeah. So I think that's the thing about, especially in baseball, you when you see something like that, you do appreciate the good talent and um you know, you at least give them, give them a hand, and then you're happy when you get them out. That's right. Well, Derek Jeter got a lot of you know, that last weekend because he uh, they didn't make the postseason that year when he retired, and he got ovations like that all through the series and on the last game, and he left to a standing ovation in the, uh, the middle of the game. So that was good. Okay, so Michael Harris, 
for Atlanta, signed an eight-year for $72 million. And what, where does he play? Is he an outfielder? He is an outfielder, yes. He's an yeah. outfielder. Is he like a fourth or fifth outfielder? For that money, usually no. the outfielders are getting more money. No, 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 he, no. no he's a starter. And uh, yeah. not only that, Chris, it's eight years for $72 million, but they do have options for years nine and ten that could bring it up over 100 So, And what the, okay. play, those, what the yeah. players' union does not like about this is, is he, they, he bought out some of his or all of his free agent years, the players union gets really annoyed right. when people do that. Yeah. But the Braves are very good about that. If they can, if they can get these guys to, to take a good team friendly deal like that, the Braves mm-hmm. are really good at doing that. You know, Liberty, oh, that's Media, Bogart. Liberty Media Bogart is such a big, so they're such a small business, you know, that they, they really need to save every mm-hmm. dime they can. And a, <laughs> and a lot of the people that play in Atlanta, once they get there, they seem to love it. And they do. So, yes, they do. So, so when they're approached for a contract, it's like, yeah, I'll sign. They don't want to go anywhere else. So, I, you know, I don't care about the players' union. I applaud the Braves. They're able, right. to, they're able to do Yeah, and things. Yeah, the, the teams that are smart, the Red Sox got to Bogart. That's why we, he, we're doing this this year with you know, thinking about him because they got him three or four years ago to, you know, to sign a, a team friendly to stay, you know, longer. So John Daniel, remember we talked last week about, you know, they fired uh, uh, the manager. And then what about the general manager? Well, John Daniel, the president, a.k.a. general manager, has been fired. So uh, at Texas, and uh, he was actually asked to resign. And I guess the way they word it, Chris, is they mutually parted ways. Mutually. Yeah, yeah mutually yeah. parted ways. Right. Well, I think there was a little more happiness on Texas's part. And the interesting thing that if I put two stories together, I'm just doing this, you know, it doesn't mean I have any inside information. But one of the things that happened right after that was that um, John, John, uh, uh, Joe Madden, I was almost called him John Madden, Joe Madden came out and really knocked the angel, said, you know, it was a difficult organization to work with. He really didn't like it there. He would like to manage again, but he would like to have more control of player personnel decisions. I'm wondering if he said that because he was thinking about Texas, because he sees this John Daniel, you know, that's a division. It's very pro. possible. Familiar, familiar yeah, with players and stuff. So I'm just, I'm one just thing putting that two, I, two together. One thing that I have heard, though, Chris, is, and I'm not saying you're wrong, you could easily be right, is Tony Beasley, the coach that's managing the team now, apparently he and Chris Young, the GM, uh, think quite a bit alike. So they're, they're thinking he may actually get a chance. Right. You know, yeah. and, remember, and remember, too, remember, too, Joe Madden, when he left the Cubs, although it wasn't totally, you know, great, Amicable, he, yeah. he, he never came out and bashed anybody like like in this case. No, and he never has been, just, just to, to close the circle, he's never bashed Tampa Bay either. Absolutely so not. I think this was a different situation. He just felt uh, undermined in, Lo- in, the, in Los Angeles. So, well, you and know, that, it could and, be that, and that organization, from what you have heard, has been bad for a long time. It's yeah. not new. Yeah. yeah. And now there's a rumor that Artie Marino is talking about selling them, right? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. He's exploring uh, the possibilities. So yes, you know. okay. And Michael Kopak of the White Sox just coming across has been placed on the 15-day injured list with a knee injury. And, okay, former you know, former Red Sox farmhand. Yeah, anyway. and yeah. And as and as we remember, as we discussed earlier, just for everybody's knowledge, for pitchers, the injury list is 15 days, and the thought behind that, of course, is so that they at least miss two starts. You know, yep, if they're yeah. going to put them on there. So 15 right. days for pitchers, 10 days for everybody else. 
Right. Okay. In the meantime, and, Robert's team is being taken apart before his eyes yes. as a uh, designated for assignment. Jed Lowry, uh, Stephen uh, Biscotti, and yep. uh, Elvis on- Andrews, who did, and, did end up going to the White Sox. White Sox. Yep. Did anything happen with Jed Lowry or Biscotti? Uh, no, no, they're both still out there and available for anybody that wants them. So. Okay. How have, they, Ro- Robert, how have they been doing this year? I mean, of all these players, I mean, are they um, are they well, are they perfor- are they performing badly? Uh, in Jed's case, um, I really think he needs to think about retiring because, yeah. um, you know, he'll he'll do real well for a while, then he'll get hurt, then, uh, then you know, he'll... He's always he'll, been injury prone, yeah. of course, we had him for years here. So, yeah. You know, I, I really think in his case, it's, um, he should retire in Stephen's... In Stephen's uh, Scotty. Case, uh, yeah, his name's always been hard for me to say. In his case... Um, it's strictly been health, but he's a lot younger. I think if anybody could salvage their career, he could. And, of course, he was a longtime Cardinal. And the only right. reason why he was traded to the A's in the first place is because his mom and dad, uh, they uh, he grew up in the Bay Area. And his, and mom, his, mom, and his mom was, yeah, his mom mm-hmm. was ill. He got diagnosed with ALS, so that's the only reason why he came to the A's in the first place. So. Um, I'm hoping that maybe next year somebody will give him a flyer. I could see him possibly uh, signing with uh, somebody like a Giants so he can stay close to home or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. Uh, don't give up on pronouncing his name, though, because you did learn to say Cespedes. And, yeah. uh, it was, uh, yeah. it was, and, and you were struggling a for a while there, that's, years that's ago. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. So anyway, uh, okay. Chris Byron Buxton left last night's game with a hip injury, and they are, right now anyway, they're saying he's day-to-day. Okay. Uh, Dustin May came back from the, for the Dodgers from Tommy John surgery. He'd been out with, a, with an elbow for 15 months. So there you go. We can't remember last week we were, well, us and our great medical knowledge didn't know if you had to be shoulder, if you did Tommy John, no, you can do yeah. an elbow that way right. too. Okay. And uh, May, uh, one hit, uh, uh, he gave up one hit and two walks in, uh, let's see, uh, nine strikeouts in five innings coming back off the, the uh, IL. So, and he and, did uh, that the, against the, the Marlins. So. The, the, yeah, well, that's okay. They're still they're still paying them, and uh, the thing is that the rumor is that was said around here that if the Red Sox had wanted to trade Betts at the end of eighteen, the Dodgers were going to give him give them Will Smith and May, and, and that would have been a lot better. You know, the catcher Will Smith would have been a lot better than what they got. But that was uh, you know no way would Dombrowski do that because he was never going to trade somebody you know a, a major leaguer for minor leaguers. You wonder uh, if that's why they offered them that because they knew he would never. Do it. Yeah, that could be. I mean, okay. Uh, so that was the, the deal on that. Uh, we already talked about uh, Pujols because I, already he had done that the other day. Uh, let's see. I've got to go through the Pujols stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's it for that. Yadier Molina, have, by the way, Chris, missed two okay. games over the weekend. He was back home. He owns a basketball team, and Pat Hughes said what it was earlier. I'm not going to do it because my uh, my Spanish is, is not probably near what Pat's is, but he wanted to go home and see his basketball team win the championship so the cardinals put him on the restricted list and allowed him to be gone for two days and oddly enough they won both the games anyway 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, by the way, the Yankees had the one thing about that series thing. They had not lost six series in a row since 1995. But that was the year they made the playoffs, and they stormed back. That had to be in the middle of the year because they stormed back and made the wild card at the last minute. That was the first wild card in the American League was the Yankees. So That was was the last year of Don Don Mattingly's career, and that was the only time he made the playoffs as a player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Next year, Washington and Philadelphia were playing Williamsport. Yep. And everybody had a lot of fun with that uh, when the Red Sox were there. Yeah. I know the players did, and the you know the the teams the, the uh, team from uh, Middleborough here oh, yeah. was very happy. They were there at the airport to welcome them, and you know they got to because nobody goes home until till that game is played. So they were able to see the Red Sox yeah. play, and uh, you know everybody had a good time with that. So that'll be yep. good. Uh, it's a fun game. So that's it that I have for baseball. Any other uh, baseball stuff? Uh, no, not that I can. Let me get you a quick uh, score, no. real quick. I think okay. it's still two nothing, but we'll know um, in just a minute. Okay. Two nothing, bottom of the sixth. Yeah. Okay. So on to the NFL. Um, Gene Deckerhoff is uh, not going to be broadcasting for Florida State, but he is still going to be doing uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks all, all year. And, and no it does not. I, when I look that up, Chris, him. when I look that up, it does not say even that he's retiring at the end of the year. So I wonder if we had some miss, some misinformation got out there somewhere that yeah. somebody mm-hmm. somebody was speculating maybe, and and it got into the yeah. media. Right. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway. Um, uh, and it's funny. They call him Mean Gene. They, apparently, he's really a nice guy. You know, they, oh, yeah, they always just call him Mean Gene. Uh, Derwood James, uh, I guess, is that Derwood seventy six point uh, four million for the Chargers four year extension. Der- Derwin James. Derwin. Derwin James. The highest, highest, highest pay. Yeah, safety. Yes, he is. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it sounds like Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy around here. But yeah. anyway, yeah, 40, 42 million is guaranteed. And uh, he was out in 19 and 20, but he had a good rookie year. And then he came back in 21 and had a good year. So he's got. Well, no, ni- no, 19. He was 19. He was at 20. Oh, yeah. 19. He missed five games. 20. He was out the whole season. Yeah. 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 And then uh, he was back last yeah. year and had a full year and did well. Uh, okay. The NFL and the Players Association have agreed, which means, this is good, we won't have to talk about this guy for a few weeks uh, soon, uh, have agreed on Deshaun Watson. He's going to serve an 11-game suspension uh, and pay a $5 million fine And on uh, December 4th. And this will really be a, a test of the NFL, the way they do things. I'm, I'm expecting that these teams will not be con- real big contenders. But on December 4th, how are they going to play that game? It's just scheduled for Cleveland. Even at Houston, that would be when Deshaun would come back. That would be like it's a big story game. But you know, are you going to really want that mm-hmm. in the front window? Because that's what is going to happen there. Is it going to be a happy story? Is it going to be a bunch of people protesting or going crazy that this guy's back that yeah. So and it, and it is a fi- it's yeah, officially ahead. listed. It's officially listed as a code of conduct suspension. That's how they're yeah. for those that are saying, oh, no criminal charges. They list as violation of code of conduct suspension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know how they're going to play that. The, you know, the, the journalism aspect would be, this is what you show, but the uh, PR aspect might not be the best. So and and he, does have to undergo, he does have to undergo Chris treatment and things like that. But unfortunately, counseling. Yeah. Yeah. After all this came down, he, you know, it kind of sounded like earlier he had been a little bit contrite, but of course, then he came out and professed his innocence and, and this and this. I'm guessing the NFL would have preferred, you know, I have to say you, you were this or that, but I'm guessing they would have preferred that he be a little more contrite than, well, I really didn't do anything wrong and all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so much for his apology last week. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, Doug Deacon, I didn't know this until the other day. It's now the Doug Deacon radio booth at the Cleveland Stadium because he's retired as the color man for the Browns. He's been there since the 70s. I know he was, I remember him with uh, Gib Shanley and, and then Nev Chandler, and of course, and Jim Donovan and, you know, the whole bit. So he, I, I'm, I'm not sure how old he is or how long. I, I know he's an offensive lineman. I remember in the 60s playing for the Browns, but I think he'd been a color man there for, you know, well over 30 years. So maybe 40 years. So, uh, and Nathan Segura is the color man now, and Deron Cherry is down on the sideline. And then we did have a death in the NFL to mention as one of our 20 uh, you know, players who, and I don't know how many are still with us, but the 20 players who played the whole existence of the AFL. Uh, and Wayne Hawkins, a guard, 84 years old, played for the Raiders from 60 through 69. He was the, uh, he's the third gun, guy on that list for the Raiders. Uh, Jim Otto and uh, Tom Flores uh, would be the others. And, of course, George Blanda would be, uh, a, was a Raider for part of that time, so he's also on that list. So, really, the Raiders have kind of four because Blanda started with Hughes. Houston, but he was on that list as a Raider as well, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, one And like I said, one of the 20 to play, we lost two or three of them this year, Gino Capaletti. I think we lost another one earlier. Uh, he was an all-star five times, 63 through 67. They won, of course, they won the AFL championship in 67, went to Super Bowl two. No cause of death, but he had said he had dementia and traumatic brain issues and so forth. So once again, could be another uh, problem with, you know, brain injuries and uh, concussions and so forth. Rick, do you have any or anybody else have any notes before I do the quickly do the scoreboard? What happened? Yeah. What happened? Hold on, Robert. Just say, I don't know, Rick, if you know or anybody. What happened at Jacksonville the other day? Apparently, there was um, an incident at the game, and people were saying that fans uh, were involved and might lose their tickets or something. Does anybody know anything about that? No, I don't. No, no. I do have a couple of things. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Rule, the coach of the Panthers, finally come out and said, well, I think we all knew that uh, Baker Mayfield was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, against Cleveland, uh, opening day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, see, there you go. That's a game that, if they want to pub that, that's fine, you know, because that's, that's a, you know, a trade, that kind of thing. That's good. Yeah, now, of course, last year, the same thing happened with Carolina, because who did they open Donald with? Donald started with the Jets, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They opened with the Jets last year, and Darnold, yeah. yeah, so, yeah and uh, in Pittsburgh, where everybody assumed that Trubisky was going to be the starter, I guess Kenny Pickett is really making a run towards. He looked real good. Yeah, uh, he, he was a good quarterback at Pitt. I know that. That's for sure. Uh, the Raiders traded backup quarterback uh, Nick Mullins to the Vikings for a conditional seventh round pick, pretty much gave yeah. away. But uh, well, that means uh, that Jerry Stidham is going to yeah. be the backup. And not only that, the Patriots are in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, with they're doing practices with yes. the Raiders this week. Yeah. And, and yesterday, and yesterday, all over Las Vegas radio, Bill Belichick could talk nothing about how good the Raiders facilities are, yes. and how he how he loves the facilities. He'd like the Patriots to improve theirs because this is how an NFL facility should be. And you know, he went on. Oh, you know, magnificent. Yeah. It's yeah. Act, it's actually good for the Patriots to do this because they've got to go to Miami on September eleventh uh, right. and play in that heat. So they may have different heat, but heat heat. As, as Rick said, you know, when you're in Las Vegas. You know, give me a line, Rick, about the first time you went to Las Vegas. What did you say about heat? Oh, I stepped off the plane. It was 119 degrees. I felt like I my clothes had been in a clothes dryer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know the play, the preseason. We were talking about the preseason. Why do they even have it? Well, the teams and the players and the coaches will say they get more out of these uh, practice. practice. 
Yeah, yeah they're pregnant and they do the games themselves. They like, they, I think there's a lot of movement to just have these joint practices and scrimmage instead of the games, but that's Well, the owners happen. will probably oh. never go for that because oh. that would take no. a lot of money no. away from them. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it would. And, uh, the other thing, too, by the way, Miami gets another break because Buffalo comes in there on September 25th when it should still be warm. Yeah. So what they'll do is they probably have it worked out. There's probably a rotation where and then next year uh, Miami probably have to go to Buffalo and New England in December, and then other times they'll be neutral, like mm-hmm. October, November. For, right. you know, so I think they yeah. probably have it kind of worked I out su- that way. I suppose we should hit the elephant in the room because apparently – on Saturday night at the UFC event. Uh, that's what uh, I was going to talk oh, about. Yeah. Dana, Dana White came out and said yep. that uh, Tom Brady was likely headed for the Raiders yep. along with Gronkowski, and he said that Gruden blew up the deal. Yep. Okay, and, and, uh, Gronkowski, and Gronkowski confirmed it. He said that was yeah. true. Yeah, they, yeah it, what they were doing, they were on an alternate broadcast for the UFC pay-per-view on ESPN Plus with the Gronks, and Gronk said it was true. Now, Mark Davis did not deny it, but he also didn't say, he did say, oh, we talked to him, but he did not deny that it I wonder if Mark Davis d- didn't want to say anything, because, you know, even though it's in the past, it, that could be considered... Well, it was some sort tamper, of tamper. Yeah, it, it was during, it was during the well, it was it was free. He was a free agent, right? With, right but Dana you don't, White, you don't normally free agent. you don't normally hear owners talk about free agents they don't get. And I wonder if no. that's it. Mm-hmm. But that and was, was, before, was this before the twenty season? That's what we're talking yes. about. This was yes, it, yeah, this yeah, was, was when he went when he went to Tampa Bay. It was in that March. Dana White said he said, "Hey, uh, you know, because Gronk is a big UFC fan, and he this is right before the pandemic and everything." He he said, "Well, hey, Mark Davis, they're coming to uh, Vegas," uh, and he set up this meeting. And then he was like, "Hey, they'd love to come to Vegas." And John Gruden said, "I'd really go with Derek Carr." But this is wow. where uh, Tom Brady had make an, made an appearance on LeBron James' um, podcast of The Shop, is it? Um, and he had said at the time that a team was interested in him and that he thought he was going there, but they decided to go stay with their, their regular quarterback. And Brady at the time said, you mean you're sticking with that blank blanker instead of me? And everybody thought he was talking about Buffalo or something like that. But it turned out to be Derek Carr, I guess. Yeah, come to find out he was talking about Derek Carr. Yeah, they covered this extensively yesterday in Vegas. I heard the audio, actually. I actually heard Dana White and Gronk and talk yeah. about it. And he was he was looking at it. There were even things he said, and they said that he had been looking at houses in the Vegas area. Yeah. 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 And I just got a couple other quick ones. Um, another quarterback for Carolina, a rookie, uh, Matt Carell. Liz Frank injury. Yeah. He's probably gone for the season. Uh, yeah, and, he, he is gone for the season. Yeah. yeah. And defensive lineman uh, Chase Young for the for Washington got put on the pub list today. He'll miss at least the first four games. Yeah, and, okay. for, the, and for the Raiders, the reason why Mick, uh, Nick Mullins was traded, uh, the Vikings are not happy with their backup quarterback situation. Kevin they've, got, they, they've got three guys in camp, and apparently none of them are doing well. And they're hoping that Nick Mullins can go in there and and take that job. So, mm-hmm. and uh, the Raiders also released Kenyon Kenyon Drake yesterday. Oh, did so, they? I heard they were going to. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, and they still okay. owe him quite a bit of money for this year. So we'll see if anybody picks him up. So. All right. So the scoreboard: we got Chicago beating Seattle twenty-seven to eleven. The Patriots beat Carolina twenty to ten. 
Green Bay over New Orleans, uh, twenty to uh, also twenty to ten, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was. Houston, yeah. Houston beat the Rams twenty because Rick Rick watches these. He has nothing. He's retired now. He can watch these things <laughs> at ten in the morning. Yeah, even though they're no good, he just sits there and watches them. It's football. Uh, Houston yeah. over the Rams twenty four ten. Buffalo beat Denver uh, forty two to fifteen. Wow. Detroit beat the Colts uh, twenty seven twenty six. Uh, Kansas City over Washington twenty four fourteen. Tennessee uh, beat uh, the, the Tom Brady list. Uh, Bucks thirteen to three, Vegas beat Miami fifteen thirteen, San Francisco over Minnesota seventeen to seven, Pittsburgh over Jacksonville sixteen to fifteen. We had Dallas over the Chargers thirty two eighteen, Philadelphia beat Cleveland twenty one twenty. That young quarterback for Cleveland was pretty good. Uh, the you know, guy running around, what was his name, Rick? Do you remember the guy that was uh, playing most of the first half there for the Browns? Uh, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Jobs. Yeah, he Best did pretty jobs. good. Did pretty good. Yeah. So they might. I mean, I know they're they're going to be uh, going to probably play Percet to start with. But if they if uh, he doesn't work out, I think Dobbs would be somebody to think about. He was doing all right. Now, uh, is that the same Dobbs that used to be on the Steelers? These two uh, Dobbs was backing up with, with Rudolph. There, Rudolph and Dobbs were together. I, know, I think so. It is. It is. I think okay. so. All right. Um, the Giants beat Cincinnati uh, 25-12. to 12. Not bad to beat a Super Bowl contender. 25-22. I'm sorry. And that same, who's that quarterback that's leading these Giants victory drives all the time now? He's done it, did it to the Patriots, he did it to the Bengals. So, yep. uh, Baltimore over Arizona, 24-17. That's, this is an amazing stat. Yes, it and is. I, <laughs> 22 games in a row that the Ravens have won in preseason when it's all random and you never know who you're going to play and like, all this other stuff. 22 in a row. How could you do that? That's amazing. Yeah. But I, don't an I keep hearing that the last time they lost was in 2016, and that, that seems like if you add up the games, it should be more than 22. They didn't play in 20. Remember, they didn't play. Oh, know, That's why. That, yeah. But, yeah. So there yeah, were four that, yeah. for those other years and yeah. Uh, yeah. three now. Two last year and two this year. Yeah, three yeah. and three. Yeah. Three, three there, yeah. this year and three last year. That's six. I don't know. We have to sit down uh, and figure and, it out. And also, uh, in regards to the Ravens, apparently Lamar Jackson has told the organization uh, he wants uh, more money than Kyler Murray, more money than Deshaun Watson, and he wants it all guaranteed. And remember, he's representing himself. Yeah. And he's playing <laughs> on his fifth-year option this year. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if the Ravens are going to pony up that kind of dough for him. So he might actually be the top. He might need to win a playoff game to get some money. Yeah. I think that's kind of the way it is for him right now. But, and Atlanta beat the Jets. You talk about a dead game. I had it on for a while, and it was just dead. Yeah. Beat the Jets 24-16. to 16. I think that White played uh, a little bit okay, but and, nothing nothing special there. And Joe and Troy have still not made their debut for ESPN. They had the Steve Levy crew again and, Thursday and, and Monday. And they're not going to make their debut until the season actually starts. That's what Steve said last yeah. night. Okay. Uh, also, yeah. speaking of debuts, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit will make their Amazon debut on, I believe, it's Thursday when the yeah. 49ers play the Texans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to be an Amazon Prime member in order to get Amazon Prime Video because that's where all your Thursday night games, except for opening night and Thanksgiving, are going to be. And they'll be well, and they'll be on Westwood One also. Westwood yeah. for radio. Yes. Okay. So we got any more NFL before we go to college? No. Nope. Well, before we go, before we go to college, the inning is over two nothing in the middle of the seventh, and let's okay. bring on uh, Jerry to see what he's got to talk about. Jerry. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a couple of things. They are in yet another rain delay in Williamsport, and it's uh, 
It's going to be the bottom of the fifth inning when they pick it up. It's six to nothing. Uh, Holidays, uh, Pennsylvania. Teams from Holidaysburg. Near where, is Hol- where is Holidaysburg, uh, Jerry? It's near Altoona, PA. Oh, okay. All right. But it's in central Pennsylvania. Yep. yep. They've had their share of rain. And, uh, you know, Hawaii yeah. impressed me last night, too. Um, They're chin running, everybody. We got a team from Iowa in, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Davenport, yeah, Iowa, yes. Davenport. And then there's a team from the Houston area. They're playing tonight, I think, an elimination game. Team from Houston area, Pearland. So, so they're getting yeah. enough rain for you to think that it's the College World Series or the SEC tournament, huh, Jerry? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, they got a lot of rain. We had horrible rain here. On We had thunderstorms all day Sunday. It's, it's, it's a wonder, you know, that the Pirates. I, I was played. saying on the show yesterday when we had the rain, uh, people had to ask their parents and grandparents what that stuff was coming out of the sky. The kids, <laughs> I know. They didn't know what it was. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. And, 20 uh, minutes after we ended, I had it started raining here. But, I was yeah. impressed with the fight. I was I was touched at the end when the two fighters, you know, you know, embraced each other and all that. And it was a great. It's a lift for the Ukraine, and you know that they they needed that diversion. The uh, sport, uh, the talk sport commentary was excellent, and uh, enjoyed it. Okay. All right, Jerry. Okay, any other callers? Are we going to college? Um, I think, I think we do not have any other callers. All right, then. Okay, so, let's go to college. New, the new Michigan announcer, announcers, we didn't know who they were last week. Doug Karsh is the voice of Michigan football, and the color man is John Jansen. They're from 97.1, the ticket in Detroit. So, and John Jansen, played, John Jansen played there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so Sean, why don't you just t- – take this because I know there was, I wrote down a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of back and forth as to what was going on. And you and David and and, uh, Perry were coming up with different information. So why don't you go through and talk about the Big Ten TV deal? Okay, the Big Ten TV deal, what it's going to be, it, well, because at first there was a report, it was a report it was going to be a certain amount, but then the official amount was signed after, and Perry had to, it's going to be a seven-year deal starting in 23, ending in the 29-30 season, and it'll include football and basketball, still going to be included, but uh, over and, seven and women, billion. And women's basketball. Yeah, women's basketball. So over seven billion. And it could go up to $10 billion if the Big Ten expands. And what it'll be is game, you'll have a, a noon, the noon game on Fox. And then the or, or NBC. Game, it's one or the other. Or NBC. Fox, Fox gets the first pick. And then CBS and NBC alternate weeks on who gets the second pick. So if Fox wants that noon game, they get it at noon. Otherwise, they get it at night. CBS, their game will go in that 3.30 slot when the SEC leaves in 24. So for one season, you'll have the SEC and Big Ten both on CBS. And then NBC will get the other. Fox Sports 1 and Peacock are considered your tier two, which, right. you know, is like Peacock's thrown in there. So Fox Sports 1 gets picked. Peacock gets other picks. Then the leftovers go to the Big Ten network. Your, uh, your basketball, Fox, CBS will continue with that, along with uh, Fox Sports 1 and Big Ten network. And Peacock will have will stream a couple games a week. And like I said, they're – Three hundred and fifty million is what NBC is paying. Three hundred and fifty million is what CBS is paying. Fox is going to pay over half a billion a year. And like I said, this all goes for. Uh, and they have extent, you know, that that they'll go up if they add these teams because that kind of ties in. Because the whole debate in California, where Gavin Newsom says 
he would like to stop. He wants UCLA to show why they're leaving, and he wants to try to stop it. And, the, and he wants to get the University of California education system to try to stop them. But the University of California has talked about dropping football. And this all goes back in 1991, and I learned this on Sunday listening to some Pac-12 stuff, that 1991 University of California education system gave all nine of their con- their member schools the authority where they can make their own they can make their own decision on what conference they go to and normally it's not a big deal because someone's going to leave the big west for this one but Cal Berkeley is looking at it or some are looking at it, wait a minute UCLA's going and Cal Berkeley's not but i have a feeling it's all going to get worked out anyway especially if either Cal Berkeley drops football or they go to 20 just to hey we'll give you these schools, because they, they want Oregon, but they're just, and, and they're waiting on Notre Dame, no, because Notre Dame still wants to stay independent, and they think they can get their own $75 million deal, and NBC, partially, they like to have, yeah, they can have Notre Dame in the Big Ten, but then part of them looks at it like, we can have a Notre Dame game in the afternoon leading into a Big Ten game at night, or the Big or Ten Big leading Ten into Notre yeah. Dame. Now, yeah, the, you're have starting that. to hear, speaking of the expansion, you're starting to hear rumors of Oregon, and I think part of the reason for that is, of course, you know, the big money with the Big Ten. Nike. And Nike. Yep. yep. And then there was another and thing I'm... that happened this week, oh. uh, Sean and Perry, about the uh, the people, uh, the commissioners, the conference commissioners and Notre Dame oh. talking about the playoff, the, you know, taking football out of the NCAA realm altogether. Well, this, this is actually, it was president's, on the executive committee, not the commissioner's committee, but there's an executive committee of chancellors and presidents from a representative from each conference and the father who's the, the priest who's the president of Notre Dame all getting together. And they said for football only, they would look at coming up with uh, leaving the NCAA just for football, staying there for everything else, but yep. going coming up with their own bylaws, their own rule, and it would either be you know, a group of four, a group of five, and a power five conference, you know, playoff, or have it all as one. And because they're looking at it, because you have this year, and then you have three more years on the cycle with ESPN and this and this 12-year playoff, uh, 14 playoff deal. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. And, of course, and, of course, you still have, you know, with all this stuff going on the, with the football, you know, the other sports, of course, we're, you know, they're concerned. But it sounds like, at least for now, all that is going to stay the way it is well, because, because I don't I don't think anybody with, to be honest, I don't think anybody wants to give up well, the money that they make, especially with March Madness, because and I, you you I mean, you've heard rumors. Well, you know, we'll just play our own tournament. Well, I think if you have a no. a, a little, you know, a, a bad team in the SEC or a bad team in the Big Ten, you would still rather see a good team from another conference yeah. make it over, a you know, something like that. And I think also a part of that has to deal with the CBS Turner deal goes to like 2034, 2035, yes. somewhere, somewhere like that, because they, it was supposed to end in 24. And then about five years ago, they extended it another 10 or 11 years. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Chris, Joe, Joe Starkey, the play-by-play man for Cal football is retiring at the end of this season. Yes. I, I've got some information on him. I'll go through, uh, we got that article this week and I'll go through some of his places he's been. And, uh, you know, he's a good announcer. I love Joe Starkey. He's very good. So anyway, so that we have some games uh, for week zero 
and Week Zero is coming up again. Not, uh, sh- should have been sponsored by Coke Zero. I don't know if it is. But anyway, at 12.30, we have Nebraska at Northwestern in the Ireland game. Now, that's unusually late. I mean, that's fine. It's 5.30 in the afternoon over there. That's fine. But I remember BC playing over there at like 9 in the morning our time, you know. I remember Notre, Notre Dame and Navy played over there like 9 in the morning. I remember. Yeah. So, you just have anyway. all those. You just have all those Irish people. They'll be more drunker than they are. They'll be more. ready. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Well, they've probably been watching those boxing crowds that Robert's always talking about. And know that if they can keep them going to about five in the afternoon, they'll get a little more, more response. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Then you got Utah State at four in the afternoon. Utah State and UConn. I guess uh, actually when Perry read it, it looks like it's at uh, Utah State. That they be yeah, I Utah State going out there to get thrashed. Okay, then we got uh, Illinois. At the same time, Illinois will be at Wyoming. Then at uh, yep. 10, uh, Eastern, North Texas and UTEP, and Nevada yep. and uh, New Mexico State. And at uh, 1030, uh, Van- Vanderbilt and Hawaii. That's a tough trip for Vanderbilt to have to make. Yeah, and the big, the ones that look interesting, because Wyoming's always you know, not a bad team. You know, in Illinois, they're here. I mean, Illinois, Wyoming looks interesting. Nebraska Northwestern is a conference game. North Texas, UTEP, they both were pretty good in Conference USA last year. And so that looks, I mean, that could be interesting. Like I said, Utah State, they, they were contending for the Mountain West title with Boise State and San Diego last year. So San Diego State, so they'll thrash UConn. Vanderbilt, Hawaii, who knows? They're both. Yeah, who knows there? So. And the, and the big thing to remember with Nebraska, the stuff, the stories going around here is if Scott Frost doesn't win a minimum, and they would like to go higher, but a minimum of eight games, he's gone. Oh, yep, uh, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm okay. hearing. Oh, and there's one more game, Florida Atlantic at Charlotte at 5 uh, p.m. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, not really. Yeah. Well, Charlotte's, in, they're, you know, the US they're not really that good. They're, they're, neither, they're not. Yeah, but they're not really that. They're, they're, they were bottom feeders in that conference, right. both of them. And they're both going to the America next year. But it's when the highlight of game market. of the week, when the highlight game of the week is Nebraska Northwestern, your week yeah. isn't yeah. real great. No, 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 no. Okay, so talking about Joe Starkey, he's retiring as Cal announcer, and he's been doing it since uh, called Cal. The, of course, he called the uh, Cal Stanford uh, play when the you know the band's on the field in 1982, and then he's been there since uh, 1975. Uh, and what a bonanza is his big line as opposed to can you believe it for Joe Castiglione and the things different people say. Uh, so. Uh, He's done 538 of 545 Cal games uh, going into this year. That's pretty amazing. Uh, he was did the 49ers from 87 through 08, and then the 40, 49ers voice from 89 through 08. I think the first two years he was working with Lon Simmons. Then he had, uh, did the San Jose Sharks on TV. I remember him first hearing him with the, doing the Pittsburgh Penguins for a year or so uh, hockey. He did the California Golden Seals. Uh, he's done games for Golden State. I don't know when, uh, you know, what context. Again, these could be TV. That was on uh, TV. That was on TV. Yeah, Golden State, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I don't didn't never heard him do that. I know different voices that they had, but he snuck in there and did some. Uh, Denver, both the Rockies and the Broncos. Probably the Broncos on. I'm sure those are exhibition games on TV because that's correct. Uh, yeah. You know, they've not had him on the radio. And uh, twenty five. The Rockies would have been. The Rockies would have been on TV as well. Yeah, yes. twenty-five years yeah. sports director at KGO in San Francisco, and yep. uh, and the radio booth has been named for him at Cal. So there yep. you go. And our last college note that I know of is the death of Pete Carrill, 
92 years old. He was uh, born in Pennsylvania. He's a Pennsylvania high school coach mm. from 54 through 66. Then he coached Lehigh in 66 and 67. Then went to Princeton from 67 through 96. Uh, and then a, an assistant with Sacramento off and on for various numbers of years. And uh, he was named to both the uh, Naismith Hall of Fame and the College uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, 525 and 273 was his coaching record. 13 Ivy League championships, therefore 13 NCAA appearances. Uh, and uh, one NIT championship in 75. He upset in his last win, uh, David said last game, it would be his last win, upset UCLA uh, in 96, 43 to 41. That was one of those standard games that you saw in classic sports all the time. They would show that game uh, all the time because it was they, that and the Georgetown upset that they pulled the one year. So those were pretty good. Uh, he had a heart attack in 2000, and then he died in Philadelphia, and uh, probably from the effects of a stroke. So, and he, and, is, uh, the, and he is the reason why college basketball now has a shot clock. Well, he's one. Right. He's not. The, he's not the only one, but he's one of the reasons. He, yeah. he was kind of the, what put the nail in the coffin. Bobby Knight had a lot to do with it. When they did that against Georgetown, they're like, "Yeah, I think we're putting the clock in, yeah. in the tournament." But yeah. But, so anyway, but uh, you know, a well-known name in college. You know, everybody knew who the Princeton coach oh, yeah. was because every yeah. year you saw him coming in with that team, and it was always Princeton and Penn. Uh, you know, pretty much Brown stuck yeah. in there one year, but basically in the Ivies, it was always Princeton and Penn going. Penn had a little more talent; and they had Chuck Daly at one time and different yeah. things. But uh, mm-hmm. Princeton was certainly uh, very well represented for the Ivy League, and uh, and that's nothing. He did not coach Bill Bradley is after that era, but uh, yep. you yeah. Know, anyway, it was the eighties. Okay. Yep. Uh, okay. I got any, hold on. I got. College? I got one more thing. This is StubHub's list. You know, StubHub, the ticket site, their list yep. of most sought-after college games this season. And these are not including, like, your Georgia-Florida cocktail party or OU-Texas, Texas-OU, Red River rivalry shootout showdown. And uh, these are, like, games that are going to be actual site games that you go to. And your top ten, These are some of these are interesting. Number one, Alabama at Texas, you know, on week two. That's number one, most sought-after ticket. Number two is Alabama at Texas A&M, you know, especially after Saban and Jimbo. Number three, Notre Dame at Ohio State. Number four is Oregon, Georgia in Atlanta. You know, that's a sought-at. That's early. I think that's week one. Michigan, Ohio State, number five. Notre Dame, Clemson, six. Notre Dame and Clemson, that's number six. Auburn, Alabama, seven. This one's kind of interesting. West Virginia, West Virginia and Pitt, because since West Virginia went to the oh. Big Twelve, they haven't played in a few years. That number eight, and then Oklahoma the at Nebraska. Are they playing it, and they have to have it in a backyard. It's at Pitt. Down the crowd. Yeah, I don't know who's, but yeah, Oklahoma at Nebraska. You know, it's a return from last year, the 50th anniversary of that game. But Oklahoma yeah. at Nebraska is number nine, and Miami, Florida State is number ten. So okay, interesting. And, and uh, just one more note: the starting this year. The uh, women's championship game will go to ABC, not ESPN, and that's part of the new contract that they signed. So that'll be on yeah, ABC. They, even though, to be honest, if it's ESPN, ABC, it doesn't really matter. That's the same. No. Yeah, and they they're tripling their they're tripling their money value with this new contract that starts this year. The women's tournament is so. Are there ratings for women's basketball? And you know, obviously, it's got its pockets: Connecticut and Stanford and Tennessee and stuff. Are the ratings any better? Or are they just sort of plugging along at about? Uh, they're, they're plugging they're, along. Yeah, we're yeah. talking all and it depends. It depends. Like some of those, they they have a lot of the Sundays to them. You know, so what Sunday is usually dedicated to women's, and you'll get on some. I mean, they're they're not. If you get a good, if bad. you get a good matchup, it's good. 
Yeah, and again, they, yeah. the marquee pro people want to see UConn, they want to see Tennessee, they want to see Stanford, they want to see, you know, Baylor, kind of Texas, programs. Baylor, Mississippi, Texas. yeah. Yeah, Mississippi, yep. the South Carolina, Notre Dame, those schools. Uh, yeah, Iowa, State, Iowa and Iowa State are both good. Yeah, Iowa and Iowa State. Yeah, there you got about twenty to thirty where they want to see them, but the tournament itself doesn't do very well. Now no. we'll see. I mean, who knows if ABC will help it any? But they do better than the WNBA. I will say you know, that. No, I don't know what what uh, what uh, damage the uh, Connecticut players' injury is going to do to UConn chances this year because she well, it would clearly best. hurt them because she's the best player they have. Yeah. Oh, who yes. who uh, was her name? Uh, Paige, Paige Beckers is gone Beckers. for the season. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's out yeah. for the year. Is that what they're yes. saying? She's out yeah. for the year. Yeah, she's out for the year. What, a torn hand, a torn Achilles? Torn Achilles. Yeah. Torn Achilles, yeah. But speaking of somebody who is not out for the year, I hope, <laughs> Gina, come on in and talk to us. Come on, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I hope I'm not out for the year either. No, no. <laughs> I love no, it. Not no. all that, not in all that not, rain you I'm guys get. Air. That would not be good. Yeah. No, it would. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't want to hear my Behind the Times news report. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is probably old news, but I've been wanting to get on here for a while and just haven't been able to. But, okay. gosh, sometime in July, I was watching CBS on a Saturday night, and I thought a um, – form of car racing that I had never heard of before. SRX. Yes. SRX. Well, it is basically a made, yeah, it's a made for TV kind of racing event. And there's some guys that used to be in NASCAR and some others are just, I mean, they do it and and they have local people involved. It's kind of, it's a small, it's a good made for, it's a good made for TV event. It's not the money and all that, like NASCAR and Indy and all that, but, and they have some NASCAR people and some IndyCar people that race on it. So yeah, it's it's been around, I think second or third year, second or third year. It's, It's a CBS, uh, produced. Uh, event basically, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that how, how does that big three thing work that CBS does? That basketball thing that they do? It's three on three basketball. Three of the people. Three on three bas- uh, some of them are former NBA players, players trying to get in the NBA, and that's actually owned by Ice Cube. Ice Cube owns that league. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So, but yeah, this SRX, yeah, that's not bad. They run, a, they they have about six or eight races a year usually. And you know, while you're while, uh, while you're here, uh, uh, according to uh, you know people uh, I've seen on TV talking about the Seattle quarterback situation, it doesn't seem like the coach is real thrilled with either one because. Uh, Lockwin got himself COVID, so he had to miss a whole week of practice. Um, so that really sets them back. Uh, rumor has it, as soon as the 49ers release uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he'll be the new guy in Seattle. That's what you hear. But I, st- I, like I still, I still hear, I still hear Cleveland though. Yep. We'll see. I'd like to see him come back to Seattle if that's the case. Well, okay. I don't All know right, either right. Gina, hey, Gino Smith or um, Drew, Drew Locke. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, any more college before we go to the NBA? Nope, I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Well, one of the things that uh, Pelgrim and Maz were talking about yesterday, and this goes with uh, our sort of news story, is uh, that there was uh, like some sort of ticket advertising talking about come and see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the you know Celtics try to get you know win this title and came close whatever they said in the ad, and the idea was you don't advertise somebody if they're going to be going, and of course the idea of the uh, uh, trade was if the Celtics were going to get to Rand, they would probably have to trade Jalen Brown. So it looks like that's off the table. And for now, uh, Duran is staying. Uh, now, I know that he was rumored with Miami, but apparently they and the net couldn't work anything out either. 
So for the moment, at least, he's seemingly going to stay in uh, Apparently, from what I read this morning, he had a meeting with the coach and the GM, and, and they've at least got yeah. it to the point where they can continue for the time being. Did they promise to get rid of Kyrie? No, well, Ky- remember, remember, he wants Kyrie because he's yeah. the one that brought him there. Yeah. I want and Kyrie. I've heard Kyrie could be mending fences, too, is what I hear. Is our, is our that, friend Kyrie going to get vaccinated? We have no yeah, idea. I don't know. But, I mean, but, do, do they still have that rule? Was, was that not New York? Right that's only, York that's Toronto. Toronto. Only Toronto. 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 Yeah. Now, yeah, uh, one thing I don't like about this in that situation is Kyrie is still coming out and saying, well, I'm not playing in all 82 games. I'm only going to play in 60. You know, like, well, gonna, look, like, it, it, in my mind, if you sign up with Kyrie, you're getting yourself a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. even, yep. even, but I mean, take, take the vaccination stuff out of it. Kyrie had issues before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, he is, he's east of the Rockies and wild card line and all that That's stuff. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> no, I wish he could get on one of those flights that Leon, uh, that Leon uh, Musk has there, go to the moon and see if it really works. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. So, uh, Paul Gasol's number is being retired. His number 16 on March 7th when uh, the Lakers play Memphis. Uh, it was there in 01 08 with the Grizzlies, then the Lakers 08 through 14, and then later went to the Bulls, uh, uh, the, the uh, Spurs, and the Bucks. But uh, we got a list from uh, from David. He's good for these lists of retired LA people, retired uh, Lakers. And I don't know how many of the Celtics have retired, but we we got a tie in championships. We got a good race in retired. Well, I, think, have a lot more. I think the Yankees. I think yeah. the Yankees have more than anybody. They they just, the Yankees yeah. retired Paul O'Neill's number for Christ. Yeah, of any team, Yankees are the most. I think. Yeah, and Celtics probably. But anyway, the, the ones the Lakers have, are, and I didn't write down the numbers, but Chamberlain, Baylor, Jerry West. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, James Worthy, uh, Gail Goodrich, uh, Chick Hearn has a retired microphone up there, which is a tie. Johnny Most does, too. Yeah. Uh, Keith Wilkes, uh, or Jamal Wilkes, I should say. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Kobe's got both of his numbers retired. And then the honor, they honored five uh, Lakers, including George Mikan and the coach, uh, who, who won those other uh, titles. Yeah, but- so, uh, you know, they're, they're honored. They're not retired because they didn't play in L.A. But uh, anyway, yeah. uh, LeBron got a two-year extension uh, through the 25 season, 24-25 season, uh, two for $97.1 And uh, so he will have, if he earns all that, earned $532 million over his career, the most in NBA history. Uh, and then uh, a player option for the 24-25 season, meaning that he could decide to Brody. go somewhere else. If yeah. uh, well, that's, that, that could be the year. That could be the year Brody comes in. I think Brody comes and, in. And, and he wants to play with his son. So and they want he wants them to, them to play in Cleveland, doesn't he? Uh, well, I, that, I haven't heard that. I don't think he I cares. Heard he heard I haven't heard that. Okay. He All right. Yeah. So, uh, so any other uh, NBA notes or anything like that? No. Uh, no. Luca Garza okay. signed today with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, so the NHL, uh, Nazem Kadre signed a seven-year deal with Calgary, and uh, for uh, he won the cup with Colorado this past year, and then uh, traded. Uh, uh, then when they got the signing, Calgary traded uh, Shawnee Monahan to Montreal, and I guess that's for future considerations, Robert. Future considerations. It took me forever to find that out. Uh, um, uh, we we have Canadian papers on Newsline, but they're not even helpful when it comes to stuff like this. So, uh, the Globe, I, did you find it in the Globe? They're pretty good. Uh, no, I actually had to find it on uh, one of the Canadian radio stations. The Globe didn't even have it. So. Oh. 
that's yeah. that's unusual. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so seven for forty nine years for uh, for 49 that deal with Calgary, yeah. and yeah. then you got another signing uh, just today. Uh, uh, Paul Staffney uh, played with Winnipeg last year. He signed a one year deal, one point five million dollars, to play for the Carolina Hurricanes, and this is to replace Max Pacioretty, who tore his Achilles tendon and is going to be out for six months. So Paul will play for Carolina for a year. Oh, you know, because they say Pacioretty may not be back till maybe February or March even. So um, they needed to get somebody in there. And so Paul has signed for Carolina for one year. So When do training camps open, Robert? They're not too far away, a couple weeks. Uh, that, uh, the NBA and NHL will open their training camps about the same time. It's about the middle of September. Because hockey yeah. actually starts a little earlier than the uh, basketball does. Yeah. Uh, but they both oh. opened their training camps about the same time because remember, both in the uh, well in the NHL, especially this year, they're going to be playing games in Europe. So uh, teams are going to be reporting earlier than what they would normally report. So okay, yeah. all right. So anything else we have uh, in the uh, big wide world of sports? No, I I think we've uh, I think we've covered it. I think we can turn it over to Sean to close out the show. Make it a little early all for right. everybody today. All right, all right. And anyway, for those of you those of you who are listening on the podcast remember we are here every day hold on, hold on, every hold, on, hold on sean just one second uh al has just came in and raised his hand right away so let's okay. get, let, we'll get okay. him in before we wrap up okay. all right okay now i'm on mute i press all right, there you go. Okay. Yeah, hello, al. anyway uh, uh you talk about uh, lebron i don't think he's coming back or else i would have heard something i think it was uh ended in los angeles i think that's where he's gonna tire out yeah well, I don't think he wants to stay. If they're going to win 40 games a year and miss the playoffs stuff, I'm not sure he wants to stay there. And they've gotten themselves into such a mess with their some of their deals that, you know, and it's only a couple of years. I mean, hey, things can turn around. You can make a big deal. And, and people do, you know, he might want to play with uh, Durant for all we know. But now, uh, you know. now remember, in the NBA, uh, they're allowed to go over the salary cap to keep their own players. It's not like not yeah. like yeah, the Larry Bird exception. And, call the, well, the, NA, and, the, NA, the NHL doesn't have that, so that's why no. you see a, a lot of different moves in hockey because when, when people sign with different hockey teams, teams always oh we have to get under the cap, so they probably, sometimes they get have to give players away just to meet their cap obligations. But in the NBA, you're allowed to go over. So the Lakers have done that a lot with their own players, and they've gotten themselves in, into quite a mess. Yeah, right. and I've also heard anything. I've also anything heard else, that, Al, before we wrap. Yeah, up. yeah. Before I hang up, uh, one last thing. I don't think they should hold rock concerts at the Griffith Field anymore. Cause they said that field was a mess Sunday. <laughs> that's so yeah. Is what, yeah, that's right. That's well, they, they already that's what about caused the, the that's what caused the rain out. I, I actually have a question for you, Al, before we go. It's a little bit of a radio and, and a football question. When uh, Nev Chandler died, and I think that was in 1994, and the yeah. Browns weren't gone yet, so who did the Browns for those two years? Because uh, when they came back, Jim Dunham was doing them. Was, did, they, uh, did Casey Coleman do them? What, who, yeah, they, uh... He did it in 94 and 95. Okay, that was what I wasn't right. sure. And right, of course, yeah, we yeah. lost Casey Coleman, too, so uh, yeah, yeah right. that was too bad. Casey, you know, Ken's son, if you didn't know yeah, him. Oh, yeah, and sounded a lot like him, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they did. They did. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you go. All right, Al. Good job, Al. There you go, Sean. All right. All right. Once again, yes, if you are listening to the podcast, we are here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific at legendoldies.com. And if you want to download the podcast, go to legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or the Sports Lounge Live podcast from TuneIn or go to 773 572 
3006, option number nine. We'll be back next week getting you ready. It'll be cut down week in the NFL after this last preseason college football going baseball in full swing, no pun intended. And the U.S. Open will be started. So next week, I believe so. Come see you next week. All right.